exploring the lives of ordinary Chinese people, sharing stories of impressive personalities. Life up close, presenting real China in real Chinese living. Life up close, where you'll find out the latest about the ever-changing Chinese society. I'm your host Sam Duckett in Beijing. In this edition of Life Up Close, we will take you through a journey of Western classical music in China. As the Chinese nation rapidly modernizes, the growing wealth of its residents now finances millions of piano and violin learners. In this three-part story, we will get a close look at this passion about the Western music and find out the psyche behind this fervor. Stay tuned. It is said that music is the soul of society, and the world's fastest-growing economy has seen an ever-rising pursuit of this soul in recent years. With the growing affluence of the urban middle class, millions of Chinese children and teenagers are avidly learning and practicing Western classical music. This relatively new phenomenon is not only being driven by their parents' increasing wealth. It has also been boosted by a social ambition to look for recognition and fame on the international stage. The high-profile image of young Chinese pianist Lang Lang has served as a great inspiration for many Chinese parents who can find music potential in their loved ones. At the same time. Wealthy urban people's passion for classical music is one way of searching for spiritual peace and happiness amidst their increasing anxieties. These widespread anxieties have come with the intense, rapid transformation of the Chinese society in recent decades. In the first part of this story, we'll focus on young Chinese violinist. Heard the you and have an overall picture of the classical music fervor. Our reporter Yang Yong explains. In mid-April, Chinese teenager Heard the you won the Manuel Competition 2016 Senior Division at London's Royal Festival Hall. The Manuel competition was founded by virtuoso violinist Yehudi Manuel in 1983. This year's contest marked the hundredth anniversary of his birth. The 16-year-old from the eastern Chinese city of Qingdao was the only male finalist in a field of 22 contestants. He received first prize, which meant a haul of 10,000 pounds. But more importantly, the young violinist obtained a one-year loan of Antonio Stradivari's Schneider hand violin, which dates back to the early 18th century. Herzliu had already won the Usual Vision Young Musician Contest in 2014. At that time, he was representing Austria, where he studied at the Leopold Mozart Institute of the Mozarteum University of Salzburg. The young boy also won the Zhuhai International Mozart Competition in his native land last year. He Ziyu began to learn violin at the age of five. He was admitted to the prestigious Mozarteum University in Austria when he was just 12 years old. 
His childhood music mentor, Zhang Xiangrong, is now director of the Little Shell Teenagers Philharmonic Orchestra, affiliated with the Qingdao Library. Zhang remembers that when he first started teaching He Ziyu how to play the violin, he immediately realized that the child had a special gift. Zhang says his protege could soon put on marvelous performances, integrating his skills, precise understanding, and interpretation of the music. He is very smart and works hard. I'm so proud that he is the first Chinese person to win the Menuing competition. He has brought glory to China and his home city of Qingdao. He's very gifted. At first, his parents had no plans for him to become a violinist. His parents just expected him to be an amateur player. Or that he would join an ordinary orchestra. His parents would never have expected him to go so far along this musical road. After winning the Menuhin competition, He Ziyu now joins another winner of the same contest to be catapulted into the classical music stratosphere. The two winners will play at several major music festivals over the coming year, which will include performances with the Concertos Orchestra at the Menuhin Homage in Berlin and a UK tour in July. He Ziyu has also been invited to give performances at the famed Musikfan Concert Hall, better known as the Vienna Golden Hall, in China next April. He Ziyu's childhood violin teacher Zhang Xiangrong says the young musician has told him that he would not sit on his current laurels. He sent a message to me on WeChat yesterday. He said he will continue to work hard and make better music for the world. In fact, He Ziyu is just the latest of several young Chinese music talents who have made their names in the international classical music circle. Now, 33 pianist Li Yundi was just a teenager back in 2000 when he became the youngest ever winner of the prestigious international Chopin competition in Warsaw. But while Li Yundi is very well known in professional circles, his peer Lang Lang is without a doubt considered a superstar by ordinary Chinese people. This high-profile pianist fits in better with the notion of success that many common Chinese people have. Like Li Yundi, Lang Lang was first a winner of international classical music events. In 1995, at the age of 13, Lang won first place at the International Tchaikovsky Competition for Young Musicians in Japan. But unlike his many other talented, low-profile Chinese pianists. Long Long came under the spotlight of the mass media. He played to then Chinese President Hu Jintao and U.S. President Barack Obama at the White House. The young artist also played before a global audience of billions at the opening ceremony of the Beijing Olympic Games in 2008. In 2009. 
He was listed in Time magazine's 100 Most Influential People in the World, and it's mostly dazzling success like Long Longs that has inspired millions of piano learners in China. According to an estimate by the Chinese Musicians Association, some 50 million Chinese are now learning to play piano, and the number of those studying violin amounts to some 10 million. Of this huge base of Western classical music learners, 200,000 of them are enrolled by professional music conservatories each year. In Hezhou's home city Qingdao alone, more than a hundred thousand youngsters are learning violin and may be further inspired by Hezhou's success. His childhood music teacher Zhang Xiangrong offers some advice for these music lovers. Teach out a talented child, he is mainly. 嗯，几方面就是家家长孩子天赋，然后有好老师。To cultivate an outstanding young musician, there are several factors: parents, the kid, natural gift, having a good teacher. Besides all that, there must be a good musical environment during the upbringing and cultivation of the child. If a child can listen to good music every day, he will gradually become interested in it. All kinds of music. Whether it's traditional Chinese operas, Western classical, or traditional Chinese music or pop music, can benefit the growth of children and musicians. Let's have a short break now, and then we'll continue with the second part of this story to discover the reasons behind the Western music fervor. If you have any interesting stories about China to share with us and can speak good English, why not join us in our worldwide broadcast? Don't hesitate to phone us or send us an email at life at cri dot com. You're listening to Life Up Close. In part two of our story, our reporter Yang Yong now takes us to find out the psyche behind the Chinese people's love of Western music. The current fervor for Western classical music was unimaginable decades ago, when the Cultural Revolution swept across China between 1966 and 1976. During the crazy period, anyone associated with anything Western was ostracized, and those practicing Western music were purged and suffered punishments. Since then, things have changed dramatically. The reform and opening up policy put in place after the Cultural Revolution has led to a gradual blossoming of Western ways of life and music. Many local governments have placed great emphasis on cultivating young music talents and have invested huge sums in building music halls and other such facilities. Meanwhile, famous Western musicians and orchestras have been invited to give performances touring many of the modern affluent Chinese cities. Shu Wei is a piano teacher from Shangzhou City in East China's Jiangxi Province. She says many of her students come to learn piano, having been encouraged by their parents. She notes that many parents ask their children if they want to learn piano, but they seldom ask if they would like to learn erhu, a traditional Chinese music instrument. 
awards, fame, and money, of course, are the goals of many learners of classical music in China, which has a deep-rooted tradition of highlighting utilitarian successes. This mentality has certainly contributed to the success of Lang Lang. When Lang Lang was just a boy, his ambitious father even allegedly enticed him to commit suicide after hearing that the boy's teacher had told him he had no talent and should give up. Lang Lang's parents come from Shenyang, an industrial city in northeast China. They married at the end of the Cultural Revolution, where anything remotely Western was deemed corrupt. Fortunately, a new era began in 1978 when then Chinese leader Deng Xiaoping launched a U-turn of state policy, and China began opening to the outside world. In the 1980s, ordinary Chinese people were beginning to reconnect with the West, and Western classical music served as a useful channel. The piano, therefore, naturally became an important instrument. Long Long's mother. Had always wanted to be a musician, and the boy's father played in the air force orchestra before the budget was cut, and he had to become a policeman. After Long Long was born in 1982, the young couple pinned their own dreams onto their only child. They bought a piano, which cost half of their joint annual salaries. As the only child of the family, the young musician became his parents' only focus. When Long Long was nine, his father and his piano teacher decided he would have to leave Shenyang for Beijing, which could provide a much better musical education. In an interview with the UK's Guardian newspaper in 2011, Long Long recalled that his father quit his job, and father and son both went to Beijing to pursue their dreams. Long Long's mother stayed behind; she needed to earn money for the family. Long Long and his father rented a room in a slum, where five families shared one sink and one toilet. Their room was furnished with just the piano and the bunk bed. Long Long said the walls were so thin they were like paper, and the neighbors were annoyed because I practiced at 5 a.m. They would throw punches at our door, and I was scared I would get beaten up. But with years of practice and persistence, finally, when Lang Lang was ten, he was admitted on a full scholarship to the Central Conservatory of Music, one of China's best music academies. He remained with his father in the slum for another five years. When the boy was fifteen years old, he and his father left for the United States to continue his studies in Philadelphia, and now. Fame and fortune have finally taken the family in their arms. Long Long's father stays at home managing his son's affairs in China, and the pianist's mother travels with him around the world. It would seem that all his parents' devotion and suffering have finally paid off, as well as the determination of parents like Long Long's to find success for their children. China also has a unique advantage in terms of cultivating its young musical talents. That we are not successful, not successful. Because we are this, basically, is from, I think, from, at least from music. China is very successful in terms of professional classical music education. We imported the thinking and way of cultivating musicians from the former Soviet Union. The ultimate aim of our musical education is to win awards, so we train our children for this utilitarian objective. 
The government provides the best conditions, including food, clothing, teachers, and instruments, to those who have shown their musical potential. You know, when I was a kid playing violin, the Ministry of Culture gave us considerable support. Chai Liang, a music educator and social observer, explains: Forty-eight-year-old Chai teaches violin at the Central Conservatory of Music. He studied at the Juilliard School in the United States and began his teaching career at the Central Conservatory of Music in Beijing in 2003. Still, Chai Liang has some worries, despite China's success so far with its classical music education. But there are problems connected to this mode of musical education. There are many areas that need improvement when it comes to amateur classical music education among the public. When I was studying in the United States, I found they have a totally different way of doing it. They place far more stress on participation and joy. They seldom force their children to learn music just to pass grades and win awards. They more often enjoy the culture of their children coming together and playing Beethoven on stage. Chai Liang's worry is justifiable, but it's also worth noticing that many other classical music enthusiasts in China have begun to adopt a non-utilitarian attitude. Fan Hua, a middle-class worker in the eastern city of Suzhou, was learning how to play piano when he was a junior in college. After he graduated in 2008, he bought a piano himself and plays it just for fun and enjoyment. He says when he plays Marriage D'Amour, he feels good and forgets the worries of daily life. Music educator Chai Liang explains that Western classic music carries a special appeal for urban people, who are inclined to have more stressful lives and want a way out. All the Western music for me is a solution. Solve it. To me, classical music means conflicts and then solution. It gives you perspective to look at the irrationality and sufferings of the outer world. In contrast, pop music doesn't offer you the solution. It's all about conflicts and complaints. Rock music is an expression of anger and rebellion. It offers no solution either. Let's have a short break now, and then we'll continue with the third and final part of our story to see how local governments and foreign music organisations respond to the classical music fervour. Everywhere you look today, China is in the news. But what about the lives behind the stories? How do ordinary Chinese live and work? Life up close answers the questions in your mind when you think of China. Over a billion people and as many stories from all over this vast land. Life up close, bringing you all you need to know about the real Chinese living here in China. You are listening to Life Up Close. As millions of Chinese chase either fame or consolation with Western classical music, this fervor has caught the attention of some international music organizations. In November 2015, New York's Juilliard School announced it would launch its first overseas campus for music education in the northern Chinese municipality of Tianjin by 2018. 
The Tianjin Juilliard School will be based at the Tianjin Conservatory of Music in Binhai New Area. Tianjin is linked to the Chinese capital Beijing by a 30-minute ride via a high-speed railway. Founded in 1905, the school is a world leader in offering arts education and has been enrolling students from China since the 1920s. It has more than 60 Chinese students currently and more than 300 alumni from China. Joseph W. Polisi. President of Juilliard School said Juilliard was defining new directions in global performing arts education for learners and enthusiasts through the Tianjin School, explaining why the school had chosen China as its only overseas campus. Polisi said China had a great atmosphere of Western music, with millions of children studying piano and violin. Xu Chengjun, president of the Tianjin Conservatory of Music. Believes the Tianjin Juilliard School will become a cultural hub, attracting students from around the world. According to President Pelosi, the school will include pre-college, postgraduate, instrumental training, and adult education programs. The world-class faculty will rotate to Tianjin on a regular basis, presenting master courses and workshops to students. Graduates from Juilliard School and artists from around the world will be invited to teach at the Tianjin School. Meanwhile, Juilliard Imagination, an audience engagement space, will be opened on the campus, offering a digital display area where people can virtually conduct an orchestra. It will also offer an annual season of performing arts and education activities. Capitalizing on the current classical music fervor, some Chinese cities aim to host relevant international events in an effort to promote music education at home and their city images abroad. In the autumn of last year, the southern coastal city of Zhuhai hosted the first Zhuhai International Mozart Competition for young musicians. The event was the first endeavor between the Zhuhai government and the Mozarteum University of Salzburg, a top music academy in Europe. The event will be held in Zhuhai every two years. The competition comprises two categories: piano and violin, with each category separated into three age groups: up to fourteen, seventeen, and twenty-three. In total, 77 pianists and 60 violinists were shortlisted from more than 500 applicants worldwide. Prizes were awarded to 24 young musicians, including this year's Menuhin competition winner He Ziyu. Insiders say the event will push forward art and music education for Chinese youngsters, developing the passion of gifted children to follow the path taken by pianist Lang Lang and violinist He Ziyu. With that, we come to the end of this edition of Life Up Close. Hope you have enjoyed it. Log on to our website of newsplusradio.cn to listen to us for more. For our program producer Yin Xiuqi, this is Sam Duckett. Goodbye for now.